Good morning, good morning. I hope all with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many of you are just grateful this morning for being alive? I am just grateful for being alive. So many different things have gone on around us and, 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 and beside us and through us, but nonetheless, God has kept us, and he's kept us alive. I know many of you, especially here in the city of Greensboro, you survived North Carolina ANT's homecoming. Amen. So many people here in the city on this week and doing a little bit of any and everything, but I'm just grateful for God's grace and his mercy. Amen. And I'm just grateful for all that he's done and all he continues to do for us. Amen. And as we go into our praise and worship service on this morning, I ask that you just don't sit down, that you what you get up, you clap your hands, that you are part of the service. Amen. And, and, and love on and this be all that God has called us to be as we go forward on this morning for God is good and he's worthy to be praised so at this time now we're going to turn it over to our praise and worship leader sister Dominique and she'll come with you in the way that God has given her good morning safe house is yet good to be back with you guys again how many of you know that the Lord is all we need I don't have anything else because I have the Lord, I'm all good. Worship with me. Thank you. 
I'll be satisfied with you. If none of that happens, Lord, I'll be satisfied with you. If I never get that house or that car or be Lord, I'll be satisfied with you if no one ever knows my name. And if my gifts don't bring me fame, and if my dreams never come true, Lord, we'll be satisfied. I want to say it just one more time. If I never get that house or that car or be a lot of folks thought I would if I never be a superstar and if my dreams never Lord, I'll still be satisfied with you. And if no one ever knows my name, and if my gifts don't bring me fame, everything I have someday I'll lose. will be satisfied Lord will be satisfied Lord I'll be satisfied myself in. I have to learn how to be content and Lord I'll be satisfied with you. If I never get that house, that comfort will be the superstar. Everything I have no day I this season we're under an open heaven. That means that whatever you want from the Lord, he's going to provide it because the heavens are open. The heavens are in agreement with the earth and we are under an open heaven.
and open heaven. Whatever you need from the Lord, it's an open heaven. Because we are one and open heaven. Oh 
How many of you know he's love, he's power, he's omnipotent, he's all-seeing, he's all-knowing. For God is just so wonderful, he's so wonderful, he's so kind to us. And I'm just grateful, grateful, grateful. Because we could have been in a different space on this morning. We could have been in a different situation, in a different circumstance. But I am so grateful to him from whom all blessings flow. How many are just grateful this morning? Why don't you just put up your hand to him right now? Just tell somebody else, hey, I am grateful, I am grateful, I am grateful. Because it could have been another way. It could have been something else. You could have been on your deathbed this morning. You could have been laid up in a hospital somewhere wondering if you're going to make it. But I am grateful that he is here and he is good and he's been good to us from whom all blessings flow for God. It's just so wonderful. He's so kind. He's so much love and he's so much strength. And I'm just grateful, 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 grateful. How many of you are grateful this morning? Grateful for the gift and the anointing of Sister Johnson as she comes in and she plays for us each and every week. And I'm just so grateful for that. For God is good and he's worthy, worthy to be praised. For I do believe there is a word from the Lord on this morning that I believe God has given me to impart, take, and share with you on today. Amen. I apologize for any audio issues we are having 
it's one of these things when you're in technology and you work with technology, all kinds of things always can happen and often do happen, amen. But nonetheless, we're grateful and we'll go forward in the beautiful name of Jesus, for God is good and he's worthy, worthy to be praised, amen. And I'm just so grateful for when I hadn't heard any bad news from anybody on this week, amen. Just good things and the goodness of the Lord and how he's just continuing to open up doors for us and he's continuing to bless us and he's keeping us alive. How many of you are just grateful for being kept alive? You know, I see all kinds of things going on around us and we don't say this clichely, amen, but I believe this with all my very heart, mind, body, soul and spirit, my very being that God has been good and he's still wonderful and he's still kind towards us, amen, and I'm just so grateful, grateful, grateful for all that he's done and all that he continues to do for you and I, for God is just wonderful, 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 amen. Welcome to the Safe House Church, um, those if this is your first time here in the beautiful city of Greensboro, North Carolina, from um, God is good and he's worthy to be praised, amen, and I'm just grateful that he is just um, so good to us, even in sad times, amen, one has said um, that he is good, and we're just grateful to be here and being able to come to you here live here at the Safe House Church, amen. Um, just <clears throat> honoring God, I want to honor our First Lady, amen, First Lady Ely, um, and we're just so grateful to have her and all of the members of the Safe House Church, those who support us um, here at the Safe House Church as we go forward doing what we believe God has called us to do um, in, in, in this season. For God is working, whether you realize it or not, that God is working, things are moving, things are changing, amen, and we have to keep the faith, amen. Keep faith. God is continually showing himself strong. And I know he's showing himself strong in your lives because he's definitely showing himself strong in mine. Despite what we see, despite what we hear, God is still God. Amen. And he's still moving and he's still sitting on the throne and he knows what's going on. He, he sees it and he sees what's happening to you. And I want to remind you on today that you are a beneficiary of God's grace. You are a beneficiary of God's love. You are a beneficiary of God's kindness. If this is your first time here at the Safe House Church, we work are three principles we believe God has called us to and we call it DEA discipleship empowerment and accountability discipleship we're going to teach you God's word and we're going to spend time with you and we're going to walk with you empowerment we're going to empower you to do the things that God has called you to do if he's giving you gifts and talents amen we're not just going to sit on them but we're going to open up the door and we're going to support you and help you develop those gifts and talents and then accountability amen for he's called all of us to accountability that I just can't do any and everything I want to do because I want to do it I just don't go anywhere I want to go because I want to go amen but I am accountable to God's people amen and I am grateful to him um, to whom all blessings flow. Um, we've been um, having dynamic, dynamic Bible class. I don't know if you all been missing on Wednesday nights. Amen. I just want to strongly encourage you to get in the Bible class on Wednesday nights. Amen. That a lot is going on. As we've been going through the book of Genesis, and I told you all that Genesis is power packed. If you understand the book of Genesis, if you understand what's going on, the book of Genesis, it sets the foundation for everything else that you read about later on. It sets the foundation. Not only is it the you know the beginning and and you know the, the book that Moses wrote, Amen, but it sets up the foundation for everything else that goes on, and it gives you a truly um, rooted foundation in our faith. Why we believe what we believe, and why we believe things the way that we believe them, Amen. And what God has already said that he was going to do and what promises he's already fulfilled and which ones are still 
yet to come. We find the um, creation of man, amen, and we find from the crea creation of man to the destruction of things and to the replenishing of things and then a whole plan that has been laid out to as a roadmap for you and I to find redemption in Christ, amen. So, so much is there and we're grateful for that, amen. And soon we'll be um, having um, conversations with you as we prepare um, for our, um, our winter um, giveaway, amen. Um, every year we try to um, do something here in the wintertime. So now, so those who need to get in contact with me, those who have ideas, let's let's get the ideas flowing. Um, the time is upon us. We don't want to wait to the last minute. And then we can get some of the things that we want to do or give away to individuals to be a blessing to our community. Here at the Safe House Church, it's not about us, amen, but we are a church of the community and we believe that we give back to this community we don't come in we're not culture vultures amen we don't rob the culture but we come in and we and and we support and and love on people and help people amen um you know the you know when you look in the bible god's done a lot of things with a lot of people and amen and most of the time when you find out he didn't do it with a whole bunch of people he did it with a few and the reason we find that he continuously do things with a few people is because he won't let anybody have his glory. And I believe for one that we are one of those few people that he wants to work with. He's one of those few people he wants to talk to. He doesn't need many. He just needs somebody who's willing. Oh, come on, somebody. He doesn't need many. He just needs somebody who's willing to do it his way and do it and go the way he's telling him to go and move the way he's telling him to move. So he doesn't need many. He's proven that with Gideon, amen, to say, told Gideon you have too many. And that you are to send some of them back home. And he did the work with Gideon with the few that he had. Amen. And I'm willing to believe and, and trust that he can do the work that he wants to do here in the city of Greensboro with you and I. Amen. And I'm just grateful for that. Hope that, you know, you got to enjoy. I know a number of you are um, or alumni of the North Carolina ANT University here in the city. So I hope that you got to go and enjoy yourself and reconnect, amen, and see old friends and make new friends and make new connections and whatever the case may be. And I hope that you got a chance to enjoy yourself. And, and, and it's, from all um, intent and purposes, it seemed like it may have been a successful event. So we're grateful um, for that. So I'm not going to be before you long today, but I believe there is a word from the Lord on today. I thank you all for the prayers. I thank you all for supporting me um, and supporting this ministry, amen, um, as this um, pastor appreciation, man, and I do appreciate everything that you all done, especially the prayers. Um, so many different things been going on in my personal life, amen. And God has saw me through all of them, amen. Uh, some things I will share with you uh, as the time goes on to be able to release to you and tell you some of the things. Because, you know, I find out sometimes, as Riley Dangerfield famously said, they said, um, you can't handle the truth, amen. And I'm not speaking to the Safe House Church, but, you know, I'm talking to others, you know. But God is doing things because what the enemy meant for bad that God knew for good. The Bible says, they said, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord that are called according to his purpose. So when it's purpose driven, when it's not about you, when it's truly about uplifting the kingdom and opening up doors from somebody else god has a way that he will open up a door he has a way you know that he will open up and, and he has a way but you as the old song said that you must come through the door so i'm grateful for all your prayers and all the things that you have solicited our way to support our family amen during this time and i'm just so grateful 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 and if you notice here you, you all we have about 60 days left in this year uh, roughly about 60 days left in this year 
um, with things um, in 2022 will be gone. I know some say, Pastor, this 2022 been rough, but you know, it's the thing is, it's the year of the harvest, and we've been talking about it. it's the year of the double harvest. And I don't know about you, but it's been double harvest in my life, amen. Um, both financially, amen, and then spiritually and, and physically. And it seemed like, you know, the double harvest, it, it came in waves, amen, and it continues to come in waves. And, and I hear many of you, bless God, has opened up doors for you. Some of you started businesses. Some of you got new jobs. And some of you got multiple new jobs, amen. Some of you got raises. And some of you was able to go back to school and do all these kind of things and God just continued to open up doors. The businesses um, flourished. Amen. And then there was a time of famine. Amen. There was a time that things didn't flourish. There was a time that things were going down and there was a time of things that was like, okay, what is going on? And God has kept us even through those times when it seemed like, you know, sometimes our health was in, in question and sometimes it seemed like our businesses didn't look like they were going to make it. Amen. And, and then all of a sudden here it is another wave. Amen. That God of that double harvest that he brought in of just not uh, financial but his spirit and his love and his power and his um, and his encouragement more importantly that's keeping us going and now as we find ourselves winding down to the end of an, another year and I'm, I'm seeking God and asking God Lord what would the year of 2023 be for the safe house church Lord, you've grown us, and Lord, you put things in our way, Lord Jesus, and you open up situations and circumstances, oh God, and now, as we continue to, to finish the year of the double harvest, because we know in the Hebrew church, amen, that the new year has already started back in September, amen, so the new year, in essence, has already started, but we here in the Americas, we celebrate on a different calendar, and I'm asking, Lord, what is it that you would have us to go into this next year? And I will release that um, to us um, here shortly. All right, so if you will be so kind, would you um, belabor in with me for a little while today as I believe that God has given me a word on today as we're going to turn to the book of, let me see if I can get my screen all set up here. You all know I got multiple devices and things going on here to be able to bring this broadcast. Um, we try to bring this as in a quality fashion as much as possible, amen. The days of the, you know, holding the cell phone and all that stuff. Thank God we've graduated from those days. I mean, we did what we had to do when we had to do it, amen. But now God has blessed us to be able to have, you know, um, more sophisticated equipment and be able to broadcast in a much better way, in a clearer fashion, amen. And I, for one, am grateful for that. All right. I want you to turn with me to the book of, let's go to the book of John. John, I'm going to go to the fourth chapter, and we're going to start at verse 34. John, the fourth chapter, verse 34. Let me see if I can get that for you. And then we're going to also go to 2 Samuel 9, 1 through 5. So St. John, St. John, there is New Testament. So go to the New Testament 4, 34 through 38. And then we will also flip back to the Old Testament, 2 Samuel um, 9 and verses um, 1 through 5 is where we would um, begin there. Um, okay. And so in both of these readings on today, I'm not going to give you the complete story because I don't want to spend all the time um, reading um, from the Bible. But I, I, I encourage you and I often encourage you to go and take these notes. This is why I have them there on the screen. Please write these down. And in your time of self-devotion, in your time of you spending God, that you go back and you reflect on these scriptures 
and being able to read the entire story in its entirety and then also being able to pray and seek God you know that the message that I give you on today Lord where does this fit into my life um, God everything that God gives us is for I do believe it's for everybody however where it fits into your life at this particular point in time uh, is a mystery to me um, because the Bible, you know, I often teach um, and preach from the framework that, and you often hear me say this, that the Bible is the context. Amen. Those six, six, six that's the I'm, I'm the, I'm the content. I'm sorry, the content. And then the context, I provide the context. I give you place and, and time and feel and all these things. But then the revelation comes from what? The Holy Ghost. This is why it's essential that we have the Holy Ghost because from the Holy Ghost that we find that we will dissect these things and understand these things. And then the Bible will lead us into the, the directions that we need for in this time. So John 4 and 34 and then 2 Samuel 9 and 1. All right, and let me see if I can switch the screen here, and we'll go right there. All right, so we're going to go to John 34, and it says this. Let me pull this off the screen here. All right, hopefully you have your Bibles ready with me. It says this, John 4 and 34, it says, And Jesus said unto them, <coughs> Excuse me. My meat is to do the will of of him that sent me and to finish his work say not ye there are yet four months and then cometh harvest behold I say unto you lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest and he that repelleth um, um, he that repeareth receiveth wages. I mean, he that reapeth receiveth wages. I'm sorry, <laughs> and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. That both that he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is the saying true: one soweth. Another reapeth. I sent you to reap that where you bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. All right, let's go to Second um, Samuel here, nine and. I'm going to start at verse one. I'm going to read through five, and it says this. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called, unto him, um, called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant he, I mean, is he. And the king said, is there, is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show kindness, the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan had yet a son, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, where is he? 
And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Makkah, the son of Amazel, in Lodibar. Then, the, then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Makkah, the son of Amazel, from Lodibar. Father, use for a subject on today, as we go back to our screen here, I want to talk to you from the point of a beneficiary. A beneficiary. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord, you become to you right now. Lord, we want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, you for this day, Lord, that you allowed us to wake up, Lord, you didn't have blood running in our many veins, oh God, Lord Jesus, give us the activity of our bodies, oh God, helping us to walk and talk and move, oh God, and be who it is that you call us to be, Lord, and we're just grateful, Lord, we're just grateful, Lord, you for it could have been something else, Lord Jesus, but you didn't allow it, Lord, and I dishonor you in this place on today, speak through me, Lord, you speak through your word, oh God, Lord, you that your people, Lord Jesus, we eat, Lord Jesus, and their bodies be nourished, oh God, and their spiritual bodies go on. Lord, you know, Lord, you that you're wonderful and you're kind, Lord, you love, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you, and we praise your name, and we give your name all the honor and the praise for that, in the name of Jesus, for we know this one thing, we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. So, when I think about terms of a beneficiary, you know, most of us think in terms of a beneficiary and that this is something that someone gets when they're typically dead. Amen. Even though we know that the, the term of beneficiary is actually expansive. It's not just that I get this when someone is dead. I just, you know, a beneficiary is anybody, by definition, a beneficiary is a person who provides an advantage from something. Especially a trust, will, or life insurance policy. A person who derives a advantage. And I don't know about you on today, but you and I find ourselves to be beneficiaries of um, who God is. And we find here, and I read this particular story, and then these two scriptures came together for me as I was reading, because the Bible talks about in John, that in John, that, you know, there's, we often talk about one source, one water, and then another harvest, amen. And we are been in the year of the double harvest, and I know for one, and I know for sure, and I know to be certain that some of us are reaping things that we did not plant. Oh, come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but I am reaping some of the prayers of my grandfather and, and my great-grandfather <clears throat> and my mother and father, some of the things that they've invested, some of the things that they've sacrificed, some of the things that they put in place that they wanted to see their children do, they wanted their God to do for their family. I often think about it in terms of my father-in-law and how proud I know my father-in-law would be of the family that we have and how proud he would be of his daughter and these grandchildren that he never got to see. Oh, come on, somebody. And what we find is that what, there were people who came before us, who labored before us, who planted before us, who had the foresight and who had the vision to say, okay, maybe not me, but there's going to be somebody in my line who's going to benefit from what I do. Maybe not me, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. I'm going to say the right thing. I'm going to treat people well. I'm going to love on people. I'm going to open up doors when I'm able to open up doors 
doors. I'm going to connect people when I'm able to connect people. I'm, I'm going to do good to everybody I meet. Why? Because it's not just because it's the, you know, I'm, I'm looking for things down the line, but I'm also doing it because what? This is what God has called me to do. When we read it in John, John 4, Jesus said, he said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And I'm here to tell you today that my meat, our meat, what we eat off of, what we live off, what sustains us is that we're doing the will of God. Amen. I know sometimes brothers and sisters, you've gone through some things and you've gone through some really messed up situations and some circumstances and things that you not do not did you did not create on your own. Some of them you did create on your own, but most of them you did not create on your own. And you ask yourself, Lord, why? Do I go through this? Lord, why am I suffering this way? Lord, why is this seem to be our plight? And why do we struggle this way? And God is reminding us that sometimes there's things that you sow for the next generation. Amen. And I think about the things and the places that I sit. The, some of the jobs that I get to do. The people I get to talk to. Those I get to interact with. I know how many have been gone before me who have done things that they didn't necessarily want to do. But they planted so that a Peter Ely could be before you today. That a Dr. Peter Ely could be before you today. That a Peter Ely can live in the neighborhood that he lives in and and then be able to do the things and be able to engage with the people that he's in and able to engage with. And I know that the same is true for you, that many of you, that there were many who stepped before you and you are just a beneficiary of them who've gone before you. Those who have prayed for you, those who have sacrificed, those who sold chicken and cakes and all kinds of stuff to see you to be where you are. How dare we not be grateful? How dare we not be in a place of gratitude to know that what? I am a beneficiary of those who come before me. Here we find that Jesus comes in and Jesus puts himself in. Jesus is what? That we are a beneficiary of Christ. That we find that Jesus said that I'm not of my work, but I'm the one who sent me. And I get my glory by doing what? His work and his will. I'm here to tell you today, brothers and sisters, that we not glory in ourselves, but glory in the fact that you're doing the will of the, the work of the Lord. Amen. It's not always good work. It's not going to always be a work that's going to be glamorous. You're not going to always be patted on the back. You're not going to always be told how good a job you do. You're not going to always be told about the number of lives that change, but you got to know that in the good sweet by and by that somebody's life is going to be different. That what I do is not in vain. When I get up in the morning and I pray and I pray over families, amen, it may not see an immediate effect right then, but I know that somewhere down the line that their prayer is going to come up, that it's going to bear fruit, that it's going to be a seed that's going to be harvested, and that seed that's going to be harvested is going to be planted again, and therefore it's going to give up greater, greater harvest, and there's going to be fruit that that's going to come from this tree that maybe I don't see in this lifetime. And I don't see in this point in time that I am. But I am here to know that, that God, well, that he said that one plant of it, one water, but it's he that's going to give the increase. Oh, come on, somebody. Are y'all with me today? How many of you know that you are a beneficiary of Christ? How many of you know that you are a beneficiary of his love and you're a beneficiary of his kindness and his grace? For if he did not die on the cross, amen, that you and I would not have the opportunity to the tree of life, that we are beneficiaries of his life. We are beneficiaries of his grace. We are beneficiaries of his kindness and of his love. And I wanted to show you today, as we read in the book of Samuel, the beneficiary of Mephibosheth. Oh, come on, somebody. Well, you ask, Pastor, who is Mephibosheth? What we find is that Mephibosheth is the son of Jonathan. Jonathan being the son of Saul. If you go back and you read the story and you'll find out in the story that 
We know that Saul was destined no longer to be king, but that David was destined to be king. And David was not of royal priesthood, amen, at this time. David was brought in, amen, that the, the prophet Samuel anointed him and told that David would be king. And that was a great amount of time between that. And in between that, Saul, I mean, David had made friends with Saul's son named Jonathan. And they became the best of friends. And in fact, that Jonathan saves David's life on more than one occasion. He, he gives David the ins and outs of the kingdom. So now what David is learning the kingdom through his friend. Did you catch that? You do not necessarily have to be in the king, but God will give you a, a connection with somebody who's in the king's house. He will give you favor with somebody in the king's house. He will open up a door for somebody in the king's house to connect with you, to give you, oh, come on, somebody, that you can be a, a beneficiary of things that you didn't plan. Uh, when we read here in the Bible today in John, he said there were some things that you did not have any labor for, meaning that I did not plant them, amen. But since I did not plant them, that I am here to be able to harvest them, amen. For the Bible said that the fields were what? They were white, meaning that they were ready to be ripe and they were ready to be harvested. And I'm here to tell you today, as we live in the year of the double harvest, that we are still harvesting, amen. There's still harvest time. For the Bible says it like this, that the, the harvest is great, but the labors are few. So I ask you yourself, I ask you today, what are you doing to harvest? What are you doing to, to take advantage of the time and the situation that this is the greatest time that we have as any to be able to witness and be able to witness the somebody else and be able to show our lives to somebody else that not that I'm showing my life for somebody to get praise but I'm showing my life to show that God is good and that he will continue to open up doors for you that he will bless you in and out of season he will bless you when others don't want to bless you he will make them bless you he will open up things and situations for the Bible said that all things work together for the good of them who are called to the Lord who are of uh, the Lord who are what are called according to his purpose so if you are purpose driven on today, if you are purposeful, if you are doing God's will, the Bible says that what? That his meat, oh come on somebody, that his meat was my in, in his will. So what that means is that as I did his will, that I gained the meat from that, that I grew from that. And as I grew from that, that, that will, it sustained me. That I got to be sustained. I know sometimes brothers and sisters, it's tough out here. And you find yourself in a world of hurt sometimes and wonder, Lord, how am I going to make it from day to day? But he said, if you're doing my will, that I will sustain you. Now, if you're doing the will that this is the meat, and why do you want meat? Because meat is sustaining. Meat will give you the power. It will give you the strength to go on. Sometimes your body gets weak, but when you're having to meet things of God, See, when you're on the meat things of God, then what you find is that that meat is sustaining, amen, that it can give you the energy that you need to go forward. And what we find here that Jesus went in, he said that, no, I don't have to plant it, but I'm just as happy as the one who harvested. Oh, come on, somebody. What we got to find, brothers and sisters, is that when someone else picks up a harvest, know that it's the one who is planted. And I find myself in a time that, you know what, sometimes I don't have to be the one to harvest it, but I just need to know that I planted it. And because I planted it, someone else harvested. There's someone else in my life that planted the things that I get to benefit, be a beneficiary of today, that I get to, to, to take advantage of today. And, and I know that they are just as happy, oh, come on, for me as if they got it themselves. Why? Because they know that they planted the seed. Come on, Safe House Church. I don't know about you, but I am grateful to know that, you know what, that I just planted the seed. That it was a connection that you used me to make, Lord. There was someone, Lord, who didn't know you, that didn't know 
your Christ in all his ways, oh God. And Lord, you used me as your servant, oh God. You used me as your servant, oh God. I know I didn't like everything I went through. Lord, I didn't like none of it, in fact. But Lord, I understood, Lord Jesus, that my life was a seed that was to be planted. And that in due season, oh God, that it was going to come up and somebody else was going to be able to harvest. Somebody's faith was going to be increased. Somebody was going to believe you, Lord. Somebody was going to hang on in there. Why? Because they saw what happened in my life, oh God. They saw what I went through, Lord. I see the lives of those that happened in the Bible. I see the things that they went through, Lord. And it's what a... It's a benefit to me, Lord, so I understand, Lord, you, that you're good. Lord, I understand, Lord, you, that you're sustaining. I understand, Lord, that you are righteous. I understand that you're caring. I understand that you're consistent. I understand, Lord, you, that you will never leave me, Lord. I understand, Lord, you, that you will always open up the doors for me, oh God. I understand that you are on time, God. Yes, you are. I understand, Lord, you, that you are ordering my steps. Why? Because I see in the word, Lord, as I am a beneficiary of those who go before me, Lord, who gone through things, the Davids and the Daniels and the Josephs, oh God, the Moseses and the Abrahams, oh God, and the Isaacs, oh God, that we are able to see and glean from them where the Pauls and the Johns and the Peters, oh God, and the Moseses and all, and all those who've gone before us, oh God, who left on record that you're able to do above and beyond, that you're able to do a seemingly glad, and that you would see us down through to the end, and that we are a beneficiary of those who've gone before us. Oh, come on, somebody. So now we find here that what? Now we find that Jonathan has a son named Mephibosheth. And if you know the story of uh, Jonathan and David, you know, like I said, they were very close. And then what you find is that as the kingdom was falling down, that not only Saul loses his life, but Jonathan loses his life. And this is the point that was key, that Jonathan had a son and that nurse in her effort to save the son. And I did not read this part in the Bible. And you can read this, but it's there that the nurse, the Bible talks about he, she, the nurse goes in and she goes to save Mephibosheth's life. She goes to save Mephibosheth's life. In her uh, her haste to save Mephibosheth's life, what she does is that he was a child of about five years old. About five years old is what we find. And she was running with him, and she was running to get away from the, the, the forces that were coming over to take over the kingdom, because she knew that what this was heritage, this was lineage, this was kingship, this was the line of David. I mean, the line of Saul and, and the line of Jonathan. So what did she do? She took that boy and she started to run away with him. And as she runs away, we find that she trips over something which is maybe the equivalent of a root stump and as she trips over this root stump what we find is that she falls and she falls while she's carrying the baby boy and as she falls when she carries the baby boy the baby boy is injured how many of you know sometimes when people do mean mean good by you sometimes they injure you I know we've had relatives and you've had relatives and you've had friends who seemed that they thought they were doing good by you and everything that they thought they weren't doing good by you but the enemy was there and what happens is what? Then sometimes they trip up and they fall and we become injured. Some people call this church hurt. Some people call this family hurt. Some people call this generational curses and all kinds of things. But what we find is sometimes along the way we get hurt even by good people. Oh, come on somebody. Are y'all with me? That sometimes we get hurt in the process and what we find is that Mephibosheth was being what whisked away for his safety. Mephibosheth was being pulled away for his protection and in his protection and him being pulled away he 
falls, and the lady who's carrying falls, and she falls on top of him, and does the equivalent of maybe breaking his spinal cord, because now the Bible says he's lame in feet, meaning that now his spine has probably been serving as what we could guess, and what we could uh, infer from this, and, and now he no longer walks. See, most people don't know. They look at you and they think that you've been in your state all along. They look at you and they think that, you know what, she's always been in this and he's always been in that. But see, what they don't know is somehow you got injured along the way. Oh, come on, somebody. But how many of you know just because I got injured doesn't mean my life is over? Just because I run into a fault or I run into a situation or I run into a circumstance doesn't mean that everything is over for God. Sometimes these things happen, but the Bible said all things work together. All things work together. So even in Mephibosheth's life, that while he was being saved, he got injured. And then comes time now, David now is sitting at the throne. And David asked him, is there any descendants of the house of Saul? Is there any descendants of the house of Jonathan? Why? Because in my graciousness and in my kindness and in what God has put me in there, I feel compelled to be kind. See, God knows who to put where when he needs them. I'm telling you today, brothers and sisters, hang on in there. You never know how the tide is going to change. You never know how this thing is going to move. You never know how this thing is going to turn around. And it can turn around in your favor in a heartbeat, in the twinkling of an eye, in, in, in so quickly of a moment that things that you thought were going away and things that were going to strike and all, all of a sudden turn around and be in your favor. So here what? Now David has made this decree and he's looking and they said that there's a guy named Zibzab. Zebab, I think it was it Zebab, and Zebab knows of somebody, and he comes before the king. He tells him, "King, I know of a Mephibosheth, and a Mephibosheth that stays with a son named Makar, and that son Makar lives in this place called Lolibar. And if you know anything about Lolibar, you know that Lolibar is a lonely place. Lolibar is like the ghetto of their country. Why? So here is kingship." The beneficiary of the throne. Oh, come on, somebody. Are y'all with me today? Or am I just preaching this to myself? Look, the beneficiary of the throne was where? In the ghetto. In a low place. In a place that it seemed that he was forgotten. In fact, Mephibosheth didn't even know that he was what had access to the king. He didn't even know that he was a beneficiary of the king. He did not even know his family lineage. Why? Because all he saw was the state that he was in. He saw the state that what what had happened to him. I'm here to tell you today, brothers and sisters, don't allow what has happened to you to control what you think about yourself. Oh, come on, somebody. Are y'all with me today? You cannot allow what has happened to you to think what you can what to think what you think, how to think about yourself. Many of you found yourself that you, you went for jobs and you went for situations and you were turned down and you know you were qualified. And they tell you what, you're not a good fit. And that's the word they use. The word, we want what we want. We just don't want you. It's not the, and I'm here to tell you today and I'm a living witness of that that sometimes you run into this thing of not being a good fit, but I make it as a way, and I receive it as a way, Lord, you protected me, Lord, you shut another door in the Lord, and it's my job to continue to keep going, that it's going to be what, your meat that's going to sustain me, and I'm going to keep going until I find that door, I'm going to keep going until I walk into that wall, I'm going to keep going until I get into that place, because there is going to be a place that I'm going to be received, so Mephibosheth here finds himself in this place called Lonely Bar, and in this place of Lonely Bar, he's just getting by, he doesn't know what is restored upon him. He didn't know that he's kingship. He didn't know that he's a beneficiary of the throne. He didn't know 
that all that done before him. He didn't know about the seeds that were planted before him. That his father Jonathan planted good seeds with David. Even though Jonathan was in line for the kingdom. Come on somebody. Jonathan was in line for the kingdom. But watch this. But Jonathan knew that he was not fit to be king. Did you catch that? Jonathan was in line to be king, but he knew he was not fit to be king. See, some of us find ourselves in places and situations and circumstances that maybe we are entitled to. I get it. You are entitled to it. But the truth of the matter is you don't have the goods. And you know you don't have the goods. But you know who do. And what God wants to do with you is he wants to bless your descendants. He wants to bless them and he wants to use you to usher in the new way. Oh, come on, somebody. And no, even in this, this is why I read this back in John. They say that what? One planted, one water. And we both going to increase. And we, we, we both going to what? Be in rejoicing because I planted this. So what Jonathan did, Jonathan knew that he wasn't going to be king. But what did he do? He was kind to David and he started to plant seeds in David. He never knew what would happen. He didn't know because Jonathan was dead by the time his son failed and became lame. He never knew what would happen of the boy, but because of the good seeds that he planted. This is why we should so good with everybody. Try to bow, as the Bible says, be peaceable with all men. You don't know what seed is going to come up. You don't know what it's going to do. You don't know who is going to be the one God is going to open the door for you. You don't know who God is going to allow to bless you. You don't know who God is going to raise up in a season. And they'll be able to open up doors and bring you in. But what? be good to people. Amen. Because you don't know. You may be a beneficiary of that grace. So now we find that what? That Jonathan was good to David. And he looked out for David. He saved David's life a couple of times. In fact, and now what? David finds himself on the throne now that Jonathan is gone and, 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 and Saul is gone. Now David finds himself on the throne. And now David wants to repay that kindness to that family. Because David remembers. David remembers what happened. David remembers how Jonathan was good to him. David remembers how Jonathan was kind to him. David remembers how Jonathan continued to open up doors and continue to be a blessing to him. That he remember. I'm going to tell you today brothers and sisters, no matter where God is taking you, no matter what God is doing for you, that you remember where he's taking you from. You remember. Don't you be arrogant in all you're getting and all you're understanding, but know that what, even when you have that way, it was God who opened up the door. It was God who blessed you. It was God who kept you. It was God who helped you to be who you, you are right now. It was God who continued to bless you. It was God who continued to help us to go forward in that place, in that time, and in that season. Are y'all with me? So now what we find here that what now Jonathan, I mean that Jonathan's dead and David is asked for this this boy and now he goes and tells him about Mephibosheth and then David tells him what go get Mephibosheth bring him to me so Mephibosheth when he first goes and you go and you read the story you'll find that he's he's in shock and he's saying that I can't believe this and that I I I I've been a beneficiary of these things and in fact that my father did these things I just thought I was just a lonely a lonely lad here I thought I was just somebody because remember the boy did not. I know who he was. He was pulled away from his family. He was pulled away from everything that he knew. Some of you, such as some of you, God has pulled you away from all the things that you knew. God has put you in a place that where he's protected you in. And he's put you in. It seems like, you know, you saying to yourself, Lord, I'm in a low place, oh God. I'm in a place, Lord, that I'm struggling, oh God. I'm in a place, Lord, where things don't seem like they're turning around. I'm here to tell you today, hang on in there because you are a beneficiary to the throne. That you are a beneficiary to his grace. That you are a beneficiary to his love. That you are a beneficiary to his kindness and his, and his peace and his understanding and what does he do in due season 
And in due season, what did he do? When all has been cleared, when all of those who wanted to have people, you know, the kingdom destroyed and they was dead, now he goes in, he goes to where? To lowly bar, to the low place, to the low place, to what? To go find him. And then the Bible says that what? Now he finds Mephibosheth and he brings Mephibosheth out of that place and tells him that Mephibosheth, what? Doesn't even know who he is. Mephibosheth falls, the Bible, if you read the story a little further today, he falls on his feet and, and he falls down and he does what? And he worships at the feet of David to the honor of the king and, and David acknowledges him and tells him saying Mephibosheth your, your father has been good to me and because your father has been good to me it's nothing that you've done oh come on somebody how do you know there's nothing that I've done but because your father has been good to me because your father was kind to me because your father was loving to me because your father even though your grandfather tried to kill me but even then I said what do not touch God's anointing and do his prophets no harm. Oh, come on, somebody. And, and because they were good to me, what I've, what I've done is I've remembered. And I'm here to tell you all today, hang in there. Why? Because God is going to remember. He's going to remember. You're going to have your Mephibosheth moment and you're going to go from the places of lowly bar to the palace. You want to go from lowly bar to the palace. And it's not going to be you know, one of those things that's going to happen. It's going to happen almost overnight. You're going to be in a place and you're going to be in a situation, a circumstance, and you're just going to just keep tolling and you're just going to keep going. And all of a sudden, God is going to say, that's enough. And he's going to allow a David to remember the times that have gone on. He's going to allow a David to remember that what? He's going to go down and he's going to seek you out and pull you out of lowly bar. So now Mephibosheth is out of lowly bar. And the Bible tells us now Mephibosheth is what? Before the king. And the king acknowledges who he is. He tells him who he is. He tells him of the kindness of his father. He tells him of the, what his grandfather did. He tells him who he is. And in fact, what he does, he restores him by putting him at his table. He said, no longer will you be in lowly bar. No longer will you be in the low places. No longer will you be there. Because you are a beneficiary of Christ. That you are a beneficiary of this. So what does he do? He pulls him to the king's table and he eats at the king's table. He has the best of food now. He has the best of room. He has the best of medical care. He's being taken care of and the Bible tells us that Mephibosheth lives at him and his family for the rest of his life. He's a beneficiary of that which his father has done. What are you saying today, Pastor? I'm saying that you and I are beneficiaries of Christ. We are beneficiary of the work that he's done. We beneficiary of the things that have been planted. I did not plant some of the things that I have right now. But my job is even in my harvest time. Watch this. As I harvest, I am also to plant. Because we know that when you harvest, it's say for instance, while the wife and I, we went to the mountains on yesterday, and they had a great harvest of apples. Now watch this. If you want to get more apples, what you do is you take some of that harvest, and then you take a percentage of that harvest, and you do what? You take the seeds out of it, and you replant. <coughs> Are y'all with me? So I'm going to tell you that God is bringing harvest to some of your lives. God is opening up some doors to some, for some of you. He's changing some things for some of you. Things that you never believed, never saw, never understood, and never knew that God would do. And I'm telling you, as he's doing that for you, that you are, it's incumbent upon you. It is your duty to do what? To plant the seeds for the next generation. They be a heart so that they what they can harvest from that which you've planted. And the Bible said that they all of them were glad. That all of them why? Because I know that 
People who, who sacrifice for me. That's why I make sure I give people my their flowers. Amen. There's teachers who who invested in me. There there are communities that invested in me. There are my parents and others who invested in me. And I make sure this is just one of my personal pet peeves. Things. I make sure that what I give honor where honor is due. Because you don't know what sacrifice they made. You don't know what seed was planted. You don't know what was planted and what they endured for you to be able to have the things that you have to be able to have the things that you have in the way that you have them. Amen. And what I understand is even as I enjoy those things and I am a beneficiary of those things that I am to what to serve the next generation so even in me being a beneficiary that I am to take part of what I have to plant for the next generation see this thing is not about you and I we are just what? We are just in the flow. And if you want to be in the flow of God, if you want to be in the flow of blessing, if you want to be in the flow of increase, that what? You got to be in the flow. It's not about you. The Bible said what? It's blessed more to give than it is to receive. So what we find is that we receive what we receive, but we receive it so that we can give it away. Oh, come on, somebody. I feel like preaching now. See, what I have is not my own, but I am a beneficiary of Christ, and you are a beneficiary of Him. And we have what we have because of what? Not because of what what we've done, but it's been entrusted in us that what we can keep it perpetual going forward. We can perpetually go forward. The Bible says that in us that we should have what a perpetual praise that we'll always praise a praise that's not ceasing. So I'm asking you today, and I'm encouraging you today that what what are you sowing in somebody else's life? What are you sowing for the kingdom? Or are you sitting at the table and you the only one eating? See, are you the only one eating? Are you the only one? There? Is it all about you? But what are you doing for somebody else? Are you praying for somebody else? Are you opening up the door for somebody else? Are you being a connector for somebody else? Are you helping somebody else to understand who God is calling them to be? Are you helping somebody else to understand the walk? And are you helping somebody to be empowered to know, Lord Jesus, that you got me, Lord, and that you're taking care of me, and that we're going to the next level? That regardless of what's going on in the bonus racket, that we're going to the other side. That I am a beneficiary beneficiary of Christ and as Christ lives inside of me that what I am what incumbent upon me to do what I can to help the next generation <laughs> see this is what this thing is about it's not about you and as we talk about the year of the double harvest God is giving you double for your trouble some of you God has blessed you over and beyond some of you financially have been more blessed now than you have any other time in your entire life amen I included amen but in this way it? it's not for me it's about what spreading the work and planting those seeds that we don't know we're going. I guarantee you, Jonathan did not know that years later that David would seek out his son and take care of his seed. Jonathan didn't do what he did just because, oh, maybe one day David's going to take care of my son. No, Jonathan did because it was the right thing to do. And Jonathan knew that he didn't have the goods to be there. So what did he do? He made way for the one who did. And God blessed him, even though he was not there. There was still blessings that go on. I think about all the time when I see my children, how blessed my father-in-law was. Mm -hmm. You know, and and those who know him knew that he was a gracious man. Amen. And but my children benefit from his goodness. I benefit from the things my father's done. Mm hmm. I benefit from the things that my mother's done, the good reputation that my mother had. I can go into the city and they say, well, you such and such son. Oh, I know you all right with me. I don't take those things for granted. You don't take those things for granted. I didn't even, I got the benefit of the doubt and I didn't even earn it. Many of us have gotten the benefit of the doubt and we didn't even earn it. Yet we squandered it and we wasted. There are things that my children will be able to do. Because I planted the seed. There are going to be things that your children are going to get to do. Because you planted the seed. 
And what I'm asking you today, the things that God has put in us for us to do, don't waste the seed. For it's the year of the double harvest. And we are a beneficiary of these things. And the thing about being a beneficiary, yes, I get things that I did not plant. I harvest them. But I also know that it's also my job to plant some and save some for the next generation. You want to break generational curses? Do something different. You want to change things? Decide in yourself that I'm going to do something different. You know, this one was a drunk and that was a drunk. Do you decide that I'm not going to be a drunk? This was blew all this money. That blew all that money. No, I won't. Generational wealth. So I'm not going to blow the money. Yes, it's my money to blow and I can do it, but I'm not. It's not about me. It's about the next generation. And I'm going to teach the next generation as I go forward that you don't blow it all either. Because it's about the next generation after you. As many as the Lord shall God that shall call. Generational wealth. It's got to start with somebody else. And I am a beneficiary. And you are too. That's all I have for you today. God bless you. I love you. I hope I didn't scream and holler at you too much. But I want you to understand. And I want you to know that we are beneficiaries of Christ. That we didn't earn his love. It was nothing that I did that I should get his love. It was nothing I, I did that I should you know get his power and his, and his anointing on me. But it was, it was his love for us. That he gave his life as a seed. That you and I will have the opportunity to betray a life. Then God gave what his only son, Jesus, as a seed. So God gave his beneficiary, Jesus. Jesus gave himself for us to be beneficiary of him. And we give of our children, I mean, of ourselves to our children and to those. And, and it goes on and on and on. You can see it throughout the Bible. And you see that God is what? Faithful. Maybe you don't see it in your lifetime. Maybe it don't happen in front of you. And I often think about it in terms of my father. He didn't see none of this. But I know he prayed for it. And I and my wife and our children are beneficiaries of what he did. What are you willing to do for the, the next generation? What are you willing to do? Because you are a beneficiary. It's not about you. You ain't got what you got because of you. How dare you? You have what you have because of you've been a beneficiary of God. You've been a beneficiary of those who come before you. So don't think one minute that you've arrived. But our job is to what? To continually and go forth perpetually in doing this work. God bless you all. I love you all. I ask that you all continue to pray for me as I pray for you. For God has just been so good to the Safe House Church. And even, and you know, some would look and say, well, you don't have this and you don't have that. And you, you don't have this and you don't got that. But we have everything we need. And when God sees fits to have us more, he's going to put us in position to have more. And we'll get more and we'll gather more and we'll do more. But until then, let us be faithful to the call he's given us. God bless you all. Love you all. At this time, we want to go and, and before you can give the opportunity to bless and tithes and offering. Ties and offering here at the Safe House Church. Everything that we have here goes right back to the help of the Safe House Church to help us go and do the things that God has called us to do to reach the community that He's called us to reach. So at this time, we'll go before Ties and Offering.
here at the Safe House Church, we take our um, offer by way of the cash app. It's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Again, it's dollar sign Safe House Church GSO. Or you can do PayPal.me forward slash ministry aid. Again, it's PayPal.me forward slash ministry aid. Amen. The Bible says like this. It says, give and give and it should be given to you. Um, <clears throat> it says, give and it should... Give it, it should be given unto you. Good measure, press down and shake it together. Run it over, shall men give unto your bosom. God bless you all, love you all, and thank you for your support of the Safe House Church. Sorry about that. I had a little technical difficulty. God bless you all, love you all. We just thank you for all that you've done and all that he can he continues to do for us. Please be reminded on this week, we have our prayer Monday through Friday um, at 6 a.m. We'll be there praying and just praying for God's continued will and he's continuing protecting and covering us because he's been good to the Safe House Church. He has been. He has been. Amen. And I'm grateful for that. And also, as we continue to pray for our, our communities and those who surround us, also remember on Wednesday night, we have our Bible class at 7 um, PM as we continue to go through the book of Genesis. We haven't even got through the first chapter yet, but it's been good stuff. Amen. And I'm just grateful for that. So God bless you all. Love you all. Continue to pray for me as I pray for you. Take care. Notice one thing. We notice one thing and we notice for sure that we walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you all. Love you all. Take care and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.